Three members, uh, three people are running for town council. One of them is named Melanie Barrett, and she is a young mom up in Oro Valley. Melanie joins me now. Thanks for joining me, Melanie. How are you doing this morning? I'm good. How are you? Thanks oh, for having me. You got it. Before we talk about your experience and your past, and you have a, a law degree, BYU, you know, you're not one of these old fogies up there in Oro Valley that's just complaining you don't have enough pickleball courts, stuff like that. Um, I want to get your take on uh, this thing that came out of the local paper this morning. Uh, it, to me, again, the biggest thing is the irresponsible spending by Satish Hiremath and the crew up there uh, and, and yes. that buying of that, that golf course, which was awful to get your take on that. But the fact now that he does, the, the, the owner, Umberto Lopez, who has donated a lot of money to Satish and the members of the council, and he got the taxpayers to take the losses for the golf course, and he got the benefit from it by keeping the Hilton name up there at his hotel. Now he wants to not even be known as a golf resort. He wants to go straight spa. I mean, that's like a knife in the back of the taxpayers, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. I think he sees the the writing on the wall that long-term taxpayer, um, you know, subsidization of golf is not a great long-term strategy. And so he's moving towards being a spa resort so that he can keep the name spa or resort in his Hilton name. Because mm-hmm. if some, you know, let's, let's say that you and Joe and the other two counts people win and you want to do something with the, uh, the golf course, you know, maybe even just close it down, whatever, then he'd be in trouble because he couldn't keep the name resort, right? He couldn't keep Hilton. So, yeah, that's my understanding. Yep. Yes. So let me, I mean, I think it's likely that, you know, there will be some kind of temporary solution as we transition. You know, I think there will be some golf in Oro Valley because we're in this, in this situation. Because of because of Satish, I mean, you got to deal yeah, with, you got to clean and, up the mess. And the five hundred and eighty-five page contract with HSL that we've been saddled with. Oh God, um, Melanie Barrett is on KNST AM seven ninety, running for town council in Oro Valley. Uh, before we get to your experience on the planning and zoning board, um, you're thirty six. You have a bunch of kids. Uh, you know, you're and again, it's it's what Oro Valley is becoming. It was named the number one place to raise a family a couple of years ago in Arizona. Um, why are you running for town council? Um, well, I think that uh, I've been on the Planning and Zoning Commission for the last three and a half years. I'm really interested in zoning. I took classes about it in law school and did well in those and things. And, uh, and my experience on the Planning and Zoning, you know, I got in there and I tried to make some positive changes and work within the system and things like that. But over time, it just became worse and worse, and especially once the council went to their 7-0 vote um, two years ago. That it, I just felt like the citizens were not getting a voice, that they weren't being listened to. And then I also have deep concerns about the special interest contributions and those things that are kind of pulling the strings in Oro Valley. And I also feel that younger families are being overlooked um, in the way that this mayor and council spends the money in the town. Uh, in, in what way? Uh, how are, how are uh, younger families being overlooked? Well, in the... In the last eight years, several times, the top amenity being requested by residents has been a playground. And, you know, a playground is not that expensive in the context of the entire town budget. And yet in eight years, not a single playground has gone in, despite that being the top amenity requested by residents. Um, The amount being spent on golf and the community center or that portion of the budget is 2.7 times the entire rest of the parks and recreation budget. Wow. And so... I think that that shows that there's a lot of money going into this, these kind of 
things, you know, that aren't being used to serve the things that the people in our town are asking for. So you and this is Melanie Barrett. She is one of the uh, three people running for town council in Oral Valley. She's on KNST AM 790. So you spent uh, three and a half years on the Planning and Zoning Commission under the Higher Math Administration. Um, yes. Can you explain what you guys do uh, in as in as layman English terms as possible? Because I'm just a dumb radio guy. Uh, and then I want you to talk about um, you know if if Higher Math and his council members were actually open to listening to what you guys recommended. Yeah. So. Um, we make a recommendation to council. So we take a vote on different planning and zoning actions, and then those go before council, and they're just a recommendation. The council doesn't have to follow them. Um, it is common that the Planning and Zoning Commission votes in favor of the development, and I voted in favor of several of the developments for two reasons. One, I'm not opposed to development. I'm, oppo- I'm in favor of responsible development, and I'm opposed to special interests controlling that development. And two, um, often I would add amendments or conditions to try and do what I could to make the situation more palatable. But recently we've seen the council take out conditions that were key compromises at the planning and zoning level um, when it did come to them. If we ever did deny anything on planning and zoning, it got approved anyway. And, um, you know, in general, We just didn't feel that our concerns were being presented to them through staff reports and otherwise. And interestingly, in the three and a half years I've been on there and a year and a half spent as the vice chair, I had never met the mayor. He never once came to one of our meetings. He never once attended a neighborhood meeting. He never once came and met any of us at any of our volunteer appreciation dinners or anything like that. So I didn't meet him until I began running in this race. Wow. He had no interest. So basically, again, what you guys, and how many members of the Planning and Zoning Commission were there? Yeah, there's seven members of the Planning and Zoning Commission. And, um, you know, one of them is a friend of the mayor and council who runs a PAC for their reelection. Oh. And when recently two pro-development votes were going to end their term, there was a four-year limit on um, term limits on the Planning and Zoning Commission. The mayor and council changed the requirement to um, allow for longer terms on the Planning and Zoning Commission. So it's a little bit stacked towards those pro-development votes. And at that time, I know there were eight applications um, for, for qualified people to come and be on the Planning and Zoning Commission. So there was you know, really no need to make that change. So Satish and his crew stacked the Planning and Zoning Commission with people that would do what they wanted, basically. That's what appeared that way. It appeared that way. Okay. I wouldn't say that's the case of every person on there. You know, there are some citizens that are really working hard and serving with integrity. But I would say that that is definitely an influence. Uh, Melanie Barrett is who you're listening to on KNST AM 790. She is running for Oro Valley Town Council. Um, Now, when you say, you know, people are going to say, oh, my God, you know, here we go. Oro Valley needs to grow. We need businesses. We need homes. We need that stuff. And I hear this young lady on there, and she's, complaining about pro-development stuff. And the knock that Satish and his crew try to say is that you guys don't know what you're doing, even though you have a law degree, took classes in college about planning and zoning, you had experience, they just don't want to listen. Um, but you don't know what you're doing, and on top of that, you're against any kind of development. You're against, you, say, you mentioned responsible development. Um, explain that, because people are going to say, oh, she's just using a term. 
I mean, are you are you yeah. against any development? What what do you want to see yeah, in responsible well, I development? I just want to clarify that there will be no halt on development if we are elected. There are five to seven years of homes that are already zoned and in the pipeline. Um, Oro Valley is reaching 85% build out. And um, so I think the issue of responsible development is, you know, that it needs to fit in with the neighborhoods and the communities and be responsive to the neighbors. In the last two years, there have been 14 rezoning and general plan amendments before the mayor and council, and 13 of them were approved 7-0, and one was approved 6-1. So if that isn't evidence that the special interest contributors are um, pulling some strings here, and these are the same people applying for these applications who are donating to the mayor and council's campaign, then, you know, I don't really know what would be evidence of that. Mm. And so when I say responsible development, I'm talking about having a mayor and council who can negotiate as equal partners with those who do business with the town of Oro Valley. Your, your experience being on the town council, uh, I'm sorry, not on the town council, you're running for town council, on, on the planning and zoning committee, and being an Oro Valley resident, and, and being someone involved with the local government up there, do you think that the mayor and his council are actually um, wanting to hear and making an effort to hear what residents have to say? No. <laughs> In fact, um, I was first being appointed to the Planning and Zoning Commission on an evening in December of 2014, and I attended the very first golf course meeting mm. where it was on the agenda late at night in a way that no one knew it was there, so there was almost no one in the room. And I filled out my blue card and said, let's keep the community center, but let's not go forward with this expensive golf course part, you know. And, and I felt from that time on that we weren't being listened to because the Parks and Rec Board made the same recommendation. I'm saying the same thing today, you know. We're not going to close the community center. We're going to keep the community center. I've had friends speak before the council and had them mutter with the live microphones, oh, here we go again. You know, that's just kind of the attitude towards the citizens. Uh, Melanie Barrett is on KNST AM 790. She's running for town council in Oro Valley. So um, when and let's just talk about the golf course purchase for just a second. Uh, yeah. So you were there right there. I mean, I'm, I'm with you. I remember when this happened in December of 2014, and I couldn't believe how quickly it happened and how brash Hiramath was. And he he bragged he negotiated this deal by himself uh, with uh, with with uh, Umberto Lopez of HSL Properties. I mean, what's your reaction to this this whole purchase? And and after your reaction, do you talk to people in Oro Valley, and what's their reaction about it? Um. Yes. I. Well, my reaction was at first I was a little excited about the idea of having a community center, and then I found out more about the inadequacy of the facilities and the upgrades mm-hmm. that would be needed to it. But um, I was never in favor of moving forward with the golf course purchase. Of course, at that time, their five-year plan didn't show any tax revenues being involved in their break-even point. And now suddenly they've changed that definition to say it's breaking even. Mm-hmm. But, um, but, you know, so I was, I was not happy with them being able to move forward with that. I think it's obvious that the mayor may have negotiated that deal himself because it's not a good deal for the town. You know, there's 585 pages of that contract written mostly by HSL's attorneys. And so maybe we need some people in there who can negotiate for the town, who haven't taken money from the people we're negotiating with. And I do go out and knock door to door and talk to people in Oro Valley. I also have a lot of um, acquaintances I talk to, and people are concerned about how much money 
is being spent on the golf course. And not just that they think it's going to bankrupt Oro Valley or anything like that, but just that it's taking away from the things that the citizens want. You know, the Naranja Park plan is about five years or more out and has no real intentions of being finished. And yet people are asking for playgrounds, for ball fields, you know, for things to be happening for younger families. But so much of the discretionary income is going towards golf. So what would you do? Finally, last one, and this is Melanie Barrett on KNST AM790 running for town council in Oro Valley. What would you do? How would you pay for parks to be built? What would be the plan? Would you go into debt? Would you raise taxes? How would that work? No, I think that our budget that's grown at five times the rate of inflation for the last eight years has plenty of room in it. Parks really don't cost that much money, you know, in the scheme of things. In, in the amount we're losing in golf in one year, in just one year, we could put in a beautiful park, a beautiful splash pad, and a couple of baseball fields every year for the amount we're losing in golf. So I think the plan is to work hard to mitigate those golf losses. We probably won't be able to eliminate them entirely given the constraints on the property, but we're going to mitigate them, acknowledge that there's a problem, and um, try and bring that money back into the community for the things that our residents want without growing the budget further. It really doesn't need to be grown as much as it has been. Uh, how much, and I said last one, but I obviously lied, how much is the town losing? I saw $6.9 million since uh, 2015 since the purchase was official. So it's about $2.5 million a year or so? Yeah, they've been losing $2.5 million a year. They have a bond for another $3.6 million to be put into golf, which will be paid for by the sales tax subsidy coming back from the marketplace. What that means is that even more of our sales tax dollars will be paying for golf. Unbelievable. Well, listen, uh, you strike me as a sharp tack. Satish is more than welcome to come on the show, but he never will. Uh, where can people find out more about you and your, uh, your fellow candidates that are trying to replace the current candidates that are now sitting uh, in, in government in Oro Valley? Yeah, my website is melaniebarrett.org, and I'm running with Joe Winfield, Joyce Jones-Ivy, and Josh Nicholson. Right. Melanie, thank you. And for the, we'd ask yeah. for your vote. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for the time uh, this morning. A uh, big primary coming up, or big vote coming up in about, what, 20 days? So... Uh, we'll see what happens. Thank you so much for the time. I appreciate yeah, thank it. Thank you, Garrett. Thanks for having me. You got it. Take care. It's Melanie Barrett uh, running for Oro Valley Town Council right here on KNST AM 792 Sounds Most Stimulating Talk.